Welcome to Cerise and Vicky Rank the Movies. Coming to you from an escape plan we wouldn't wish on a broke dick dog in beautiful downtown West Philadelphia. I'm Cerise Townsend. With me, as always, is the lovely Vicky Osterweil. In all this heat, the jungle joke was so obvious, and you just you reached for something else, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wanted to subvert expectations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Much like the first movie that we're going to be covering today. Wait, no, we go in, in, I thought we go in chronological order when we uh, do a whole franchise. But they both, like, that's the beauty of this Ah, franchise now. Back to front, like Mm -hmm. they subvert expectations. Okay, all right, nice cover, nice cover. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I've got my, I've got my little red tri-dots, you know, uh, just focused right there on Cerise's forehead, you know, just ready for anything. Yeah, if I sound a little desperate and flop sweaty, just know that at any given moment, I could have my head blown off by a plasma caster, I have which I s- learned is the official name of the Predator's little shoulder oh, laser. Oh, good. I'm glad it's to a know plasma that. caster. Yeah, good. I'm glad to know that it has an official name and that it's that. That's very valuable information. Thanks, the fan canon. And there are books too, right? Yeah. There are like books about it or something? It's there, there are comic books. Okay. There are book books. I'm sure there's porn on the internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that goes into detail about the plasma caster. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. God. <laughs> it's a horrible image. I hope that information literally does stay with you the rest of your life. Plasma cannon. I hope I hope 50 years from now you're like, damn, I wish I did not have a brain cell devoted to the name of the Predator's shoulder cannon. Don't worry. By the way, that is official. That is what we're covering this week. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the 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 Predator Predator movies. movies. Um, with to coincide with the release of uh, the completely flubbed and thrown to streaming, despite being the best movie I've seen in 2022. I mean, Hollywood movie certainly. Um, uh, uh, the best. The best new one. What was better? I mean, maybe. Oh no, no, I'm wrong. Movie. I'm wrong. Okay, the second best. <laughs> I forgot there was another good one this summer. But uh, but yeah, getting thrown just just murdered to streaming, which was a, a theme this week with the Batgirl also getting uh, getting oh, killed. Yeah. We are really seeing all of the streaming chickens come home to roost this week with uh, first Prey, like you said, getting shunted to streaming as Disney just furthers the degradation of 20th Century Fox. God damn it. (laughs) And like people are like, I don't understand why this didn't get a theatrical release. And it's like it should have gotten a theatrical release. Spoiler, we both like this movie a lot. But two, it's like, well, yeah. That's what. That's why Disney bought Fox, so there would be one less competitor in the market, and they could ensure that nobody else was releasing a movie for three weeks after Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yep, uh, which you will remember was an iconic success and truly an excellent film. Um, those of you who saw it uh, know. Oh that yeah, really I'm sure one of the when... best movies ever. <laughs> I'm sure when the Oscars have their best fan moment poll again this year, it will be that famous scene from Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yes, the very famous scene. You know the yeah. one. Yeah, the one that we've talked about on end ever since May. So famous. So infamous, really. Infamous scene. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't need to say anymore, right? I mean, you all know what we're talking about. You can see it playing in your head because that movie was so iconic. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, was- just as iconic as Batgirl. <laughs> oh boy. But, you know, 
alas, alas for the state of cinema, but but not for the state of movies, if that makes sense as a distinction. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. I don't even know. Especially anymore. for the state of movies we did this week. Because yeah. you know what? The Predator franchise has one bona fide classic, has a new one that's pretty good. And only out of the five of them that exist now, only one is truly bad. And I think we disagree about which one it is, but that's but we'll <laughs> okay. get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both agree still... one we both agree one is truly bad, but we don't agree which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it is a fun franchise to go through, even if I will admit like five of them after five of them they started getting a little samey. They're very samey. In fact, that <laughs> part of what's so refreshing about Prey is is it it was originally gonna be titled Skulls. And it was going to be kind of a surprise reveal. They had like originally planned this to not be known as a Predator sequel. And it was just going to like come out and then like you were going to have yeah, it. Yeah, Secret theater. Predator movie? Secret Predator yeah. movie. That would have been just so cool, but it got busted by some stupid leak. I mean, years ago it got busted. Like this was like, yeah. we're talking like when this was in pre-production in like 2018. So it's not we're like- We're talking when it was still like actually 20th, 20th century box yeah. green lighting. And exactly. Yeah. So so it's, it's not like- It's like one final shot before they slip beneath <laughs> the waves. <sighs> well, you know, luckily we do know now- all of the movies 20th Century Fox has ever released, which means that they will soon all be on our list. Yeah, <laughs> because that's what we do here on this podcast. Uh, Vicky and I have set out to rank every movie ever made from best to worst of all time. From a week when Vicky's prepared for a joke here and one where she isn't. We're ranking them all. <laughs> yeah, I think we're at like 306 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many? I mean, there's well, there's, there can't be that many. Listen, when I was a kid, I had like a thick ass blockbuster video guide. It was like two thousand pages. It must have had like five hundred movies in yeah. there. Yeah. So like, we're pretty close. Yeah. And like, there've been like yeah. ten or fifteen movies since then, obviously. But you know, I think. We'll be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, number one movie of all time is uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire by oh, Celine Chiama, and. All the way down at the bottom of the list, the worst movie of all time. Perhaps undefeatable. Directed by a man who the Predator would not fight because he is so dishonorable. <laughs> Frank Miller's The Spirit. Yeah, I mean, as as fun as it would be to watch one of his truly gruesome kills on him, I think you're right. He would just he would look at that man and be like, this man is not a threat to me. <laughs> Maybe to mankind, <laughs> but I'm not worried about yeah. that. <laughs> I think it's more like, ew, I don't want to get Frank Miller on me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I re- we must officially be the most Frank Miller slanderous podcast in history just by dint of his having been at the bottom yeah, for that long. Given the, demo- given the demographic of podcasting in general. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Another good point. There's probably a lot more f- pro-Frank Miller voices in the podcast ecosystem than there are anti. We're glad to so be we have to, that's, So we have to work extra hard to make up for that. That's exactly right. Deal. That's exactly right. But hey, you know who else was working hard? <laughs> Everybody involved, frankly. <laughs> yeah. In 1987's 
Predator, uh, directed by John McTiernan, and only John McTiernan this time. <laughs> no Michael Crichton looking over his shoulder like, why are you moving the camera? Okay. That's how you. That, that's how souls get so. Get so we have in. we have finally undone the disrespect to John McTiernan, but then later in the day, there's so much disrespect on one of my favorite actors. You know, I think you probably know which, but we'll see. We, we go on I our don't, streak. I okay. It's going to be great. Let's go on. Yeah. But yeah, directed by John McTiernan, uh, written by Jim and John Thomas, uh, an uncredited Shane Black, welcome back, and an even more uncredited David Webb Peoples, uh, produced by Joel Silver, shot by Donald McAlpine, and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, welcome, welcome back. back. Uh, Carl Weathers, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, my El- friend. Elpidia Carrillo, uh, Richard Chavez, Jesse the Body Venture, welcome, welcome back. back. Sonny Landham, Shane Black, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, Sven Oli Thorson, welcome back, and a long overdue welcome Big to welcome. one to one William Bill Duke Jr. Bill Duke, welcome the fuck to this list. Yes. We've missed you, buddy. All right. Vietnam vet major Dutch Schaefer, Arnold, runs a team of crack military rescue operatives made up of machine gunner Mac, Bill Duke, shout outs, heavy weapon specialist Blaine, Jesse Ventura, tracker and scout Billy, Sonny Landham, radio operator Hawkins, Shane Black, we are welcome to the list in an acting role, yeah. um, and, ex- and operator and explosive expert Poncho, <laughs> Richard Chavez. They arrive in an unnamed South American uh, country military, U.S. military outpost, where a close friend of Dutch, former comrade turned CIA spook Al Dillon, Carl Weathers, joins them uh, on a rescue mission to rescue a diplomat whose plane has crashed in the jungle and has been captured by guerrillas. But as they follow the trail, it becomes increasingly clear that the mission isn't a rescue operation after all. They've been tricked into assaulting a guerrilla base, including murdering Soviet advisors on behalf of the CIA. But then it turns out that they aren't the most powerful special operatives in the jungle, as someone knows something starts hunting them one by one. Ooh. But yeah, to explain how this iconic movie happened, um, as the legend goes, there was a joke running around Hollywood after Rocky IV that the Rocky movies were getting so over the top that in the next one, Rocky would have to fight an alien. And Jim and John Thomas were like, Hey, maybe there's actually something to this. That might have legs. Maybe if, <laughs> yeah. So they whipped up uh, more of a Rambo fights an alien yeah. script. You know, got a rewrite from David Webb Peebles. Got more rewrites on set from Shane Black. Weird shoot, like, first and foremost, because uh, the original Predator design... It was like this weird praying mantis looking thing okay. played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, actually. <laughs> what? I didn't yes. know that. Oh Jean-Claude God. Van Damme was the original praying mantis, goofy bug looking predator. And there's like behind the scenes footage of him like in this giant red outfit that they were using for the invisibility. So sure. they could chroma key the invisibility stuff onto it. And like he's running around in this big goofy thing with like this praying mantis head sticking out the top of the <laughs> shoulders and he just like runs into a tree. Oh no. Like, <laughs> but like for a variety of reasons Jean-Claude Van Damme said nope. John McTiernan also said nope to this costume. Yeah. He like 
Fox didn't even want to replace it, but like he shot some stuff with it intentionally poorly from the worst angles possible. He's like, hey, do you really want to be using this? (laughs) Like, So Stan Winston whipped up another design with the help of James Cameron, supposedly. And James Cameron probably did the uh, the dreadlocks, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, James Cameron was actually the mandibles. Oh, okay. The mandibles are are actually cool. Yeah. Credit where it's due. James Cameron has good ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually he doesn't know how to write them. Usually they involve special effects and not movies, (laughs) but that's okay, you know. (laughs) But yeah, like, wrapped up the shoot, which was like a torturous jungle shoot, too, by the way. Of course. You know, movie came out. Did like did well. It wasn't like didn't like set the world on fire. And for the most part, critics kind of just like wrote it off. Just another goofy Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. And but here we are, 20, 35 years later, yep. talking about Predator. So they did something right. Yeah, this movie's good. This movie's fucking good. This was this was like. This was my go-to, like, when I was a, a kid and a teen, like, this was my go-to, like, action movie, like, 80s action. I know, like, a lot of people uh, our age, like, had a lot of them. And for me, like, Predator was it. I loved, like, the action horror. It was, it's really scary. Um, you know, you mentioned, like, the the flop sweat, and I'm glad you did, because this movie is, like, filthy in this way that, like, gives a lot of character to it. Like, just, like, you can, the, like... They're just it's a really, sweaty movie. It's a sweaty movie. Everyone's really having like a rough time and it's desperate. And it also like the first half hour is just kind of a totally different movie. There's just kind of hints that something else is going on. I mean, the first shot is an alien spacecraft coming to yeah. Earth, but then you don't like then supposedly just, just put in by the studio. John McTiernan didn't even want that. And they just stuck it in without him even knowing. He was right. It would be better without yes, that. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. But yeah, so yeah. Like you say. Yeah, you say, like, it starts off as a different movie. It specifically starts out as, like, the ne plus ultra of the 80s action movie, right? Like, the Reagan-era jingoistic Rambos blowing up brown We're getting revenge for Vietnam, motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. 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 It starts out like that, but then, like, after they blow the hell out of the compound where the Ruskies... Are playing, like, then, of course, the Predator starts hunting them. And, like, it becomes this really cool subversion of that kind of movie. One, like, we talk about, like, the revenge for Vietnam angle. Like, this movie is about Vietnam anxieties in a way more honest way. Yeah, because, like, you have these hyper-armed, technologically advanced super troops in the jungle fighting this invisible enemy who seems to know the terrain perfectly. They might as well be fighting the jungle. But two, they're also fighting a way more technologically advanced enemy than them. So it's besides just like the recapturing like the American experience of Vietnam and fighting this foe who knows the terrain, they're also experiencing what it's like to be on the wrong end of the imperialist war machine. Exactly. And and then in the end, and again, this is a little muddy, like it's not a perfect allegory, but um, Arnold can only persevere by using literal fucking Viet Cong tricks to fight back, right? Like yeah. he has to do Viet Cong booby traps. And like, 
that really is, you know, for my, all my all my psychoanalysis fans out there, you know, it's like a real return of the repressed, right? It's like it's like here's the movie that like here's these action movies that you want that are like all about like getting back, you know, like well we could have won if it had just been right, and it's like nah, motherfuckers, like you never could have, you know, like the jungle was always your enemy, like you were always lost here, <laughs> um, and like that side of it, like you know, because the first half hour, like. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate like quite how fucked yeah. up that first half hour is. Like, it's a lot. It's kind of a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like they kill a lot of gorillas who's like. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the first half hour of this movie by itself has a body count that surpasses most action movies ever made. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um so but it's intentionally oh no no i mean look i'm not yeah, yeah. like i said i think this is i still think this is a really good <laughs> movie i want to be clear um but like but even with that intentionally a lot like i think they're yeah i mean part of why this works like that is because it is also playing out that fantasy like that it is it is genuinely playing out that fantasy and then it subverts itself and that's kind of why it works like we've talked about this with parody like how it like <laughs> it works better when you really do the thing but that also does mean there's like a weird xenophobic communist phobic weird part in the beginning it doesn't matter like it's fine it's like it totally works for the movie i'm not trying to ding it i'm just saying like it's a lot to watch and like the other thing that like this movie became iconic i remember the shoulder cannon see how i don't know the name of it um thing (laughs) pointing at uh pointing at bill duke like i remember that thing being everywhere in this movie it appears once it comes back a second time, but like it appears the first time, like an hour and a half into the movie or something. Like it's crazy how like <laughs> how much of this movie that like is seared into this like franchise is like really short, and you mostly don't see the predator, and it like mostly the crew gets picked off real fast, you know. And it's like a cool, it's just cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, and speaking of things you kind of project onto this movie from you know the following installments or the comics or the video games or whatever. It's all the nonsense about the Predator's Code of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, in 1987's Predator, at least. No, he's just a dick, actually. Like, he doesn't kill the kidnapped girl. He won't kill someone who can't fight back. But he's not yeah. a samurai, you know? Like, he, like, he doesn't yeah. want to... He doesn't, he, like, and he, even then, like, Arnold's like, yeah, there's no sport in it. Exactly. It's like, that's not exactly. actually honorable. Exactly. It's like, just... He's just you won't kill hunter. someone because it's not entertaining enough for you. <laughs> okay, Cerise, I have a very important question for you. Are these deadly okay. are these deadly game movies? There is one that I think qualifies I agree. as a deadly game movie. I think I think Predators is one and the rest aren't. Yes. Yeah, yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, Glad we're on the yeah. same page on this. <laughs> <laughs> what this movie is, is a movie that's about masculinity and how completely empty and meaningless most forms of masculinity are or most performances of masculinity are a theme a theme because like this is a hyper masculine movie like the meme uh the the handshake yeah the the, the black and white arms bulking biceps shaking hands comes from this movie obviously and like 
all these dudes are super jacked and they're trading the super macho banter. But then once they've blown the hell out of that compound and the predator starts like hunting them down, we see them crack one by one. Like, and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is like right after they've just shot the hell out of the jungle they've the empty fired jungle into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's that long silence mm-hmm. like oh our giant dick guns didn't actually solve anything and now we don't know what to do yeah and even in the end when like arnold kind of embraces a more primal <laughs> quote unquote you know form of masculinity predator still fucks him up yeah <laughs> like, yeah to the point where, like, when they cut to Predator Vision, I swear to God, they overlay baby sounds over, their, uh-huh. over Arnold screaming. It's really <laughs> weird sounds. Yeah, that's really the sound design in the Predator. Like, so the Predator Vision is in is in infrared, which is like the whole thing, and all the rest of them. Like, you know, you got to shield your body heat, whatever, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or maybe you don't know that he can only see in heat. The Predator. Okay, great, hooray. <laughs> um, but the effect is really like really early computer graphic stuff in the eighties, and like mm-hmm. I actually think it works better than in some of the later movies where it looks cleaner because mm-hmm. it feels so alien. Like it just feels weird. Like, yeah, you don't understand how to look at it. You don't understand how the Predator is actually seeing things in it in a way that's like I mean. Cool. I mean, sometimes it does just kind of come off like predators showing off his video art. Yeah. <laughs> like he's in a Soho loft circa 1987. He's like, well, what this represents is the heat that binds us all. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, like, yo, let's talk about this cast. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. one uniting theme, I think, through all of these movies, bar one, is the casting department doing its fucking job. Yo, this these are well-casted yeah. movies. Like, the Predator should be... The Predator should be seeking out the casting department to fight them because that's how good a job they tend to be doing all throughout these movies. And with guys who are not necessarily known as great actors Mm -hmm. either, like Arnold, he's doing a pretty good job for what he's doing. Like that scream near the end, like Arnold's not a great actor. There are so few actors who could actually sell that like primal roar that he does. Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, you know, Bill Duke. Right, Bill Duke. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Bill Duke He's so great. much in this movie, especially. I swear to God, for a month now at least, I've been on the verge of turning into Bill Duke <laughs> before he gets killed in Predator in this movie. When he goes like every time I check. <laughs> yeah, every time I check the news, I'm like, me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. Me some fun. Yeah, and I mean also like. Also, we do have to point out how in this movie, uh, Jesse Ventura and Bill Duke are apparently totally gay for each other. Hundred percent, hundred percent gay for yeah. each other. And that comes. There's another. There's there's another gay couple in uh, in the one that you really hate in the Shane Black one implied as well. <laughs> um, I hope that's not the one you think that the casting is bad because the cast in that's insanely stacked. Um, uh... But yeah, no, you're wrong. Sorry, I knew it. I knew you were going to think that one. Right, incorrect. Actually. Incorrect. incorrect. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> Um, only the, the lead in that movie is fucking terrible. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, but, uh, but, um, the other thing that, that, that this movie does and that a lot of these movies have do as well is like not really have a very white cast. Like that's like a big thing. And like, you know, like in, you know, 
1987. In 1987. Not all of these movies will do this. Um, but in this yeah. one, in this one, the white dudes get it first. And like, I think that's like, except for Arnold, obviously. And like, I think that's like kind of like what part of what's happening here also is like that racial anxiety that's being played out, you know, like in a way that like makes it deeper and more interesting, I think, you know? Um, and like Arnold's real friends are like, you know, it's Carl Weathers and like, it's just like, it's just like a, the, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in here on on the level that's like being like, hidden underneath its sort of 80s glossy reactionary action yeah. vibes. Like the three best sketched characters in this are Arnold, Carl Weathers, and Bill, and du- Bill Duke. Yep. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're talking about the themes of the movie and whatnot. Just like a moment to appreciate the craft of John McTiernan here mm-hmm. too. Like just oh, yeah. look at that opening. Like if you're not pumped after that opening, I don't know what to tell you. With that propulsive score, you know, the dusky lighting, you get that shot of like Carl Weathers in the background smoking that stogie in his suit and tie. You see all these jack dudes getting out of the helicopter and it's like you just instantly know what the deal is and what's going down and you have a good idea of how shady it is without anyone saying a word Mm -hmm. and there's just so much cool stuff like that in here no totally it's it's just like it's just really well done i mean look how many movies are so well shot that a frame from it became one of the biggest memes in the history of the internet like i didn't know i didn't remember i knew it at one point but i did not remember that that meme was from this movie and like the shot happened and i was like oh my god right it's the i mean like you know like that's like (laughs) yeah he's iconic as fuck and there's a reason they made four of them and four other ones and there's and unlike a bunch of other franchises i don't think they did the totally wrong choice to do that although they weren't all great but you know yeah yeah like it was an understandable move in a lot of respects beyond the financial so let's um oh my god why did that make no sound (laughs) let's rank this movie (laughs) all right um i think i'm up first you sure are also, you're you're completely right about about the predator. Sorry, I was thinking of <laughs> that cast. Fucking sucks, with the exception of Thomas Jane, who I love, and even Thomas Jane. It's like whatever, you know. Um, it's not yeah. a good, not a good cast. I I was lying. Thank I you. I apologize for making you feel crazy. <laughs> no, like I was certain that I was right. So all right. So I'm going pretty high with this. Sure, yeah, yeah, understandably. Um, and y'all can rank did... alongside us if you go to letterbox.com, Cerise and Vicky, and it's the movies ranked. Um, so check it out and uh, do it live with us. Yeah. Okay, how does this sound for a starting point? Somewhere around the host at 32. I, I mean, I, so it's complicated. I fucking love this movie. I think that's maybe just a little high. Not a lot, but just a little um, but now I'm looking at it. I don't know that it's that high. I yeah, I think maybe that's like good, yeah. This is a hard this one. This movie, yeah, like this movie, it has a, it just has layers to it. Yeah, yeah. I like and still succeeds on the level of both like a dumb cheesy action movie and a really tense horror movie. Yeah, like honestly, like. Obviously, this got tied in with the Alien franchise because Fox owned both. Yep. Like, the 80s horror movie that I really relate this to the most, that I think it has the most in common with, is The Thing. Yeah. Because they're both taking that Hawksian dynamic, that Hawksian premise of, like, men coming together under pressure, and they flip and subvert that as, like, the pressure increases and the men fall apart. So it's like... 
it's in a really high class. I I agree with you. I think for me, I would maybe just put it down to to above chimes at midnight and underneath dog tooth. Like I think that's like basically right actually for it. You know, once you've put it there, like when I'm looking around it. But for some Yo, reason, Predator like, versus Falstaff. Yeah, I'm saying it. right. That's the verses we deserved. <laughs> um, how would Predator, you feel? Taste my sock. How would you feel about uh, number thirty-five for Predator? Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Cool, cool. I think I think it's complicated like uh, you know, whatever. We're going to leave it there. Like there's times when it would be lower and there's times when it would be higher for me. This movie like I think sometimes is it's a very particular kind of vibe. You know what I mean? And like is not always like the one I, this this most recent watch I was like, "Oh yeah, I know this movie. I've seen it so many times. Like I'm not really quite in the right place for it, but it's just fucking rules, you know? It's just so fucking good." Yeah, and like when it comes to 80s stuff in particular, people tend to be pretty fast and loose throwing around words like iconic, like BuzzFeed listicles or Screen Rant will be like, 10 things you didn't know about the iconic masterpiece Solar Babies. But (laughs) this movie's actually pretty iconic and yeah, like it just lives up to that billing. Yeah. But yeah, somewhat less iconic, I'd say. Like, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> by by an order of magnitude, I would say. But yeah, it is 1990s Predator 2, uh, directed by Stephen Hopkins, uh, written by Jim and John Thomas, shot by Peter Levy, starring Danny Glover, welcome back. Welcome Gary back. Busey, welcome back. Ruben Blades, uh, welcome to the show. Maria Conchita Alonso, welcome, welcome back. Bill Paxton, welcome... No, no, that's a, that's a welcome. No, no, sorry. We, I, I, I thought you were going to say Bill Paxton next. I know we've done her before, but have we done okay. Bill Paxton yet? We, are we welcoming him back? I, I will save you. I will save you the usual game. We did him last week with Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, right. Of course. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, welcome back. One of his last roles. He died very shortly mm. after this. You know, he is the predator in these first two movies. Uh, human turd, Adam Baldwin. Yes. Uh, Morton Downey Jr., rest in piss. Calvin Lockhart, welcome to the show. And Robert Davi, the real Robert Davi. Yeah. Not the budget welcome. Robert Davi. Yeah. <laughs> Your chin has finally graced our list. Thank you so much. Um, uh, yes, it's L.A. in the deep future, the year of 1997. And in the height of a summer heat wave, violence between opposing Colombian and Jamaican drug gangs is basically a state of all-out war on the streets. Overworked and under-resourced street lieutenant Mike Harrigan, Danny Glover, uh, and his team, Detective Danny uh, Archuleta, Ruben Blades, Leona Cantrell, Maria Alonso, and hotshot new-to-the-team Detective Jerry Lambert, Billy Paxton, uh, try to capture some Colombians in the midst of a shootout, but... They get those those Colombians get much more brutally murdered by something, something very powerful. DEA agent Peter Keyes, <laughs> Gary Busey, shows up and demands to take over the investigation. But as cops and gangsters keep getting increasingly violently dispatched, Harrigan begins to suspect that Keyes isn't really DEA. And the whole situation has something much more sinister than just a gang war at its heart. Could it be the Predator? might be the predator (laughs) but yeah there's not a lot of ton there's not a ton of behind the scenes stuff on this one predator did well made a lot of money fox was like yeah let's do another predator and let's get tony scott's british non-union equivalent to direct it (laughs) yeah and 
this is a movie, certainly. <laughs> like, Ooh, this is one. Okay, we're going to we're going to find this throughout all of the Predator movies, all of the Predator sequels, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the original Predator, it's a lot of things. It's a big bombastic borderline campy action movie. It's a legitimately tense thriller. It's funny at times. It's dead serious at others. It's like there's a really difficult balancing of tones in the original Predator. And like all of the sequels kind of take that, take one element of that one tone and try to push it to the limit to see if that's what made the original Predator work. And this is all the bombast. This is pure fucking camp excess. And if it weren't so fucking racist, it would probably be pretty fun. Like, let's be... So this movie bombed uh, with critics. I mean, it didn't bomb. It was a mild success. But you'll notice they didn't make one for another for for 20 years, right, after this. It was not a big enough success. They were like, let's green light three, right? And it has become since then a cult classic and has, as a result, sort of been on my list as like, oh, it's better than you think. It's crazy. Danny Glover's, you know, like the whole time. Uh, Gary Busey, I mean, the cast is stacked. Some of them personal villains, some personal heroes. It's a good mix. Um, But, you know, like, uh, but yeah, this... Movie is so racist. This so this this is a very special kind of movie. There, this is a very very this is a micro genre, a favorite micro genre of mine. We've talked about once long ago on the pod, which only exists for about three or four years, which is L.A. movies that predict the L.A. riots. But unlike other ones, which like talk about the L.A. riots from a pretty sympathetic perspective, like say House Under the uh, People Under the Stairs, right, which is like very much like why the riots were justified. This is like why the cops would be scared of a riot. Like it's right. bad. It's this not is cool. yeah. This is thin blue line circa nineteen ninety. Like, like our hero, shit. our hero has a, has like a ton of of reports of brutality against civilians, <laughs> yeah. and his his operating superior says, "Yeah, but he gets results." Like it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like this particular archetype was not long for the world in no. 1990 because of the L.A. riots. Yeah. Because it's the Dirty Harry thing. And mm-hmm. after 92, we were like, yeah, nah, we can't do that anymore, actually. Yeah, not actually a fan of this. Um, and it's a shame because Danny Glover is like... Given, I mean, he is chewing the scenery in the most delicious. I love his energy in this movie. He's so fun in this. Like, that is rightly pointed to as, like, a thing that's cool in this movie. But another thing that all the movies do, for whatever reason, they decide was important about the first one, is having a full act of a duel between our main character and the predator, right? Like, mano e mano. Like, it's, it's like a thing that they, they all do. And in this one, like, he's in a city. Like, it just doesn't work. It just goes on and on and on. I think that aspect of it is fine. I'm sorry. I'm not buying 46-year-old paunchy Danny Glover going toe-to-toe with this predator. Even if this predator is noticeably shittier at his job than the previous predator. Like, this predator's getting seen left and right. He's stomping on cars. He's, like, taking out entire subway cars for reasons? Best best set piece in the movie, though. That set piece is kind of awesome. But, like, also, why? It just doesn't... Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like especially the first half of this movie is a lot of and then. Yeah. 
right? Because, like, the Predator's just hopping around, taking out all of these gangs, including, in all caps, and this is repeated many times, the Jamaican Voodoo Posse. And they say that so many times. There are voodoo rituals in this movie. There's a dude dressed like Baron Samdi. It's fucking horrible, okay? It's not good. <laughs> also, also, process Jamaican voodoo. Yeah. 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 But like, okay, he's just sorry. Like I thought that was so. I thought that was so self-explanatory that that I didn't have to underline it. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's wild, y'all. It's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he keeps on hopping around, taking out all of these gang members. The cops are kind of on his trail, I guess. And it's just Gary like a bunch Busey of set piece. Yeah. It's just set piece after set piece, basically. Like, you know what this movie is? It's Predator 2, meaning T-O-O. Like, there's so much stuff here that they clearly kind of just wanted to do in the original Predator, but couldn't kind of figure out a way to work it in. And they're like, hey, yeah. we're making another one. Let's throw in, now he's got a net. Now he's got the disc we wanted to do. Now he's got this whole subway thing going on, which I think they got from one of the comics, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no real thought to how they're all going to mesh together into a narrative. And, and it's it, like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. And it's like, I really feel like there's a big missed opportunity with this movie, right? Because, like, that's the entire first half, Predator versus these gangs. And then the second half is basically Danny Glover versus the Predator. The version of this movie that makes structural sense is Danny Glover teaming up with the gangs. Right. And Mm -hmm. because you have successfully made, uh, highlighted a parallel between the Predator and the cop. Yes. Like, that's the version of this movie that makes sense. And it starts to appear one time when he has a conversation with the head of the Jamaican yeah. voodoo. But, like, then that guy just gets killed for no reason by the Predator, and then we, we never... We yeah, never this, like, 60-year-old dude who, I guess, is still badass enough to qualify for the Predator's code of honor. <laughs> it's just, like, this is... I mean, shout out, you know what, shout out Calvin Lockhart, though, who Yo. plays that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he does his best to sell it like he is like part of like the long line of underrated and underknown black character actors did you ever see cotton comes to harlem yes that movie fucking rules yeah he's the crooked Mm -hmm. preacher in Mm -hmm. that um this fucking this uh that movie has some problems too i'm not trying to but whatever it's cool it's a cool (laughs) movie it's something worth watching um (laughs) this movie also like the thing that has you know uh, i referenced it briefly but like and like they make jokes about it in the fourth one but like Predator has dreads, okay? Predator is otherwise totally alien, but also has dreadlocks. When you're going to have a Jamaican gang facing yeah. off against the Predator, it's really not okay. Like, it's like real, you're really like rubbing it in her face. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not okay. <laughs> and they're not Rastas. They're fucking voodoo priests for some reason. Yeah. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? This movie. And like, I was, excited. I, mean- I was excited for this because like, it has this cult status and like it has moments. Like I think a few of the set pieces are pretty good. I love Gary Busey. I love this cast. You know, like there's, there's stuff to recommend it. Like I get why people would be like, I get why people would be like, this is better than like people thought of the time. You know I, what? The vibe of it is yeah. something that kind of sticks with you. Like yeah. the movie has 
a cool vibe. I agree. To it. It's, I agree. Like it does belong to that cycle of movies that are basically comic books, but we're not actually basing them on comic books. Whereas like the previous Predator, like you got a really deep depth of field, a lot of long lenses. Here it's a lot of like wide lenses, so everything looks really flat. It looks very comic booky. Mm-hmm. Like even if Stephen Hopkins was clearly eating a tub of I can't believe it's not Tony Scott every morning. <laughs> it still looks really good. And like maybe Fox just had a script lying around called Slobo Cop, but like I uh, like I can get with like a knockoff RoboCop vibe. Yeah, like, always. Which, yeah. Always. We can always we can always use more RoboCops in our in our that's that's one that's do a rewatch for me. Speaking of 80s action movies I watch all the fucking time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like the cast is pretty uniformly good. Gary Busey has a very good Gary Busey line when he's like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Busey, Busey, I, it makes me so angry that Gary Busey spent our childhoods as a fucking punchline because that dude's awesome. <laughs> He's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, the, I just think like the vibes are okay, are pretty cool, as you said. It does, like I said, it does feel like, it. you know a movie that reminded me a significantly, almost infinitely better movie, but that it kind of captures some of the vibe of is like um, King of Comedy, that kind of like desperate, like late 80s in the city, like kind of like, like fear mm-hmm. and confusion and like and like yeah. kind of, uh um what's claustrophobia in a crowd kind of vibe mm-hmm. like it has some of that stuff that's like cool just oh the racism oh Cerise the racism oh oh it's so Yo, hard predator to says life begins at conception Yo, he's pro-life I, didn't, I forgot he's fucking pro-life in this fucking movie <laughs> Yo, Predator is definitely a Republican, right? Yo, I mean, like, this, this he's definitely a space hunt- Republican. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes to a planet to hunt, like, to hunt the most powerful beings he can find there. Like, yeah, for sport. Like, anyone who kills <laughs> kills things oh, for but sport. But he does it with massively, massive, yeah. with an exponentially more powerful weaponry, too. Also, yeah. Probably while he has Predator Ben Shapiro playing in his oh, yeah. earbud. But yeah, this guy's the he's like, Predator is the bad guys from Bakurao, right? Predator is like <laughs> like he's like he's a fucking creep. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the, but Danny Glover does get a gun at the end, so yes. as a trophy, so they're no, honorable. I they're honor- guess because yeah, he defeats one <laughs> of them, and then three of them emerge <laughs> from the mists of the spaceship. Like, come on, y'all, this is so silly. This movie is so silly. I love and how that just became the predators have a code of honor, and not just this one predator wasn't a complete dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I. I this movie really frustrates me, as maybe you can tell, because I was looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for a while. And because, as you said, like, I think like there's there's something here that could work. Yeah. But it just. There's some like leg- from a pure filmmaking standpoint, there's some legitimately cool moments. Like when Calvin Lockhart is about to face off with the Predator and you cut off, you cut from the duel between them to Calvin Lockhart screaming, his mouth wide open. And you find out, oh, he's already been decapitated and Predator's just taking away his head. Like, that's a really cool cut. And we saw that cut in Bones as well last last week, <laughs> which you watched on the stream. <laughs> also a good place for that that shot happens. But yeah, there's there's cool stuff here. But uh, I think as we're about to find overall, 
It's one of those cult classics. It's a cult classic because it's racist, not a cult classic because it's good. <laughs> and that's I yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing about you will if you watch enough cult classics as Cerise and I do, you will find that you know I'd say a solid seventy percent of them are genuinely deeply underrated, and then thirty percent of them are just like wild problematic in a way that like <laughs> and you're like whoa yeah. like, um, and this is in that latter category. So let's take a look at our list, which again, you can follow around. I'm going on this one, I think. So I'm not going to go like all the way to the Super low with it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't think it's not, it's certainly not below the Liberty line. Um, But I do think I might place it like a movie that I think it's kind of very similar to. Like there's kind of a cool vibe. There's almost a good movie there, but it just doesn't quite make sense. Is Jurassic Park 3 at 206. Yeah, like, I think that's a really good place for it, actually. Don't sound so yeah. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, like, sequel in a long-running franchise has some memorable moments in it. It's not a complete wash, but it is kind of incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know me, I would put it under Batman Forever, but I know how you feel about Batman Forever. So if, if you want to fight on that, we can put it above. You know what? In terms of looks, too, in terms of the way the movies yeah. look and feel, that's also a good pairing. Yeah, I think I so. Think. Well, do you want to put it yeah. under Batman Forever and above the movie that shall not be named? <laughs> I, I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you per- that. Thank like, you I would so put much. it above Batman Forever myself, but I, I can let it. I can let it ride. Awesome. I really appreciate that, Cerise. That's teamwork, um, which is the only <laughs> thing that seems like it'll beat the Predator. We, it makes the it. dream work. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, congratulations Yo. to Predator 2, I guess. Speaking cool. of making the dream work, you should look up the video of Danny Glover dancing with all the Predators at the end. Oh, I, 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 I have seen that. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly they're all LA Lakers too. Wow, amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yes. Um and then we take a 20-year break. And then Yeah. Officially falls out of In blank. terms of standalone predator movies, we take yes. a 20-year That's, break. That's yes. Yes, we're not count we are not this week doing Paul W.S. Anderson's masterpiece <laughs> AVP Requiem. Did he do that we're one or did he do the first one? I don't even remember. Did you do both of them? He d- he did the first one. He, he might have produced the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the second one was the Brothers Strauss, and that is literally their title in the movie, the Brothers Strauss. Well, when you're doing a versus two, you really want to be as pretentious as possible about it. I think that's an important rule. But yeah, we're not doing those this week. Uh, so if you were tuning but in, but speaking for those, a little pretentious, <laughs> oh, just a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, 2010's Predators in this third in this increasingly incoherently named series. There is exactly one franchise with worse naming conventions, and that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And every, this is the worst otherwise. It's awful. Yeah, just no consistency at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, fucking Amityville, which is not copyrighted and so there are like 45 of them is easier to remember in the order than these are okay and yeah there are five of these yeah. yeah but yeah directed by uh nimrod on tall uh screenplay by alex litvak and michael finch produced by robert rodriguez welcome to the show i think yeah i think that's right was he yeah, no, he, yeah. did he like did he have anything to do with once upon a time 
He didn't, right, at that point? No, no, no. no. So. Okay, okay, yeah. Then no. I think it is welcome, yeah. Yeah, uh, shot by Giulia Pados. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, starring Adrian Brody, welcome to the show. Tover Grace, welcome. Uh, Alice Braga, welcome. Walt Goggins, welcome back. Welcome uh, back. Danny Trejo, welcome back. Welcome Lawrence back. Fishburne, welcome back. And welcome to the show, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala, I, this is who I was referring to. I'm so sorry. This is how you have to okay. enter the list. This is so undignified. This is, Okay. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to say, like, I knew who Mahershala Ali was going to be, but I remember watching this movie in 2010, and he dies pretty early. I'm like, I liked that guy. I wish they yeah. kept him around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He has, he, uh, he already, he's already got it in 2010, playing <laughs> yeah. one of a series of incredibly racist stereotypes that's here. Okay, unnamed <laughs> until the very last scene, tough guy Royce, Adrian Brody, wakes up in free fall and is parachuted into a mysterious jungle. There he finds several other people in a similar in the same predicament, including a Mexican drug cartel enforcer Cuchillo, Danny Trejo, Rus- Russian Spetsnaz commander Nikolai Oleg Taktorov, IDF sniper Isabel Alice Braga, San Quentin death row inmate Stans, Walton Goggins, a silent Yakuza in a nice suit, Hanzo, uh, Luis Ozawa Chengchen, and a Sierra Leone death squad soldier, Mombasa, and that again is Mahershala Ali. But this team of Earth's most brutal predators quickly realize they're not in any jungle on Earth. They're on an alien jungle, and they're being hunted by predators. <laughs> yeah, and like this movie actually started. The tale of this movie starts in like 1994, right after uh, Rodriguez had done Desperado. He whipped up a streetment, a streetment, streetment. <laughs> this man made a streetment. Yeah. A script for uh, Predator 3, which would have been Arnold and Danny Glover fighting in a gladiatorial arena on the Predator planet. That would have been (laughs) sick as fuck, though. (laughs) That would have been so good. Fox turned it down because it would have been too expensive, which 1994, I see. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But then, like... 2008, they call him up and is like, hey, we actually like this, but can you change everything about it? He's like, okay. And like, at some point, this was supposed to have something like 200 Predators in it because, (laughs) as you would expect from the name Predators, like you're doing the aliens thing. You would expect a lot more than four Predators in Mm -hmm, this movie, mm -hmm. you know? They shot that down. And yeah, we got this the re- the long awaited reboot to the predator franchise in 2010 i'm not going to lie when that title came up celebrating 75 years of 20th century fox my heart <laughs> dropped yeah. a bit i was like oh baby even though you're like a horrible film corporation who has abused countless people still you <laughs> yeah. didn't deserve what happened um, yeah no <laughs> um, this movie okay a few quick notes before we get into the meat of it one thing i'm super fucking glad is over is the Batman voice. I forgot how every (laughs) single action movie from 2006 to 2015, the lead actor had to do Batman voice, growling in a whisper. I'm so glad that shit is over. Like, say what you will about that just happened, Marvel humor, and I will. It's one of the worst kinds of jokes. At least, I don't find it as grating as Batman voice. Batman voice is one of my least favorite things in movies. I fucking hate it. Okay. Um... (laughs) The moral center of this movie is an IDF sniper hottie. Just, you know, just so you know, just letting everyone know she's the moral <laughs> heart of this film. I mean, okay, but 
I do also feel like the equivalence is being drawn between the IDF sniper and the serial killers and the drug enforcers. Like, they do make a point of make a big point out of uh, the fact that all of these people who have been brought to this planet are not good people. Yeah, it's it's I mean this this is the thing, right? Like this movie is not nakedly heroizing these people, but this is one of those movies also where everyone hates each other, like and your heroes, like they eventually get some grudging respect and like that's really hard to pull off. It is really hard to pull off a team of people who don't really care about each other, in fact who like are at each other's throats from from jump. Um it's possible, but it's a hard dynamic to do. When they're also horrible war criminals, I just like I find that I like I check see, out so fast on this movie. See, I like that about this movie. Like I like that it has a bunch of genuinely unlikable characters in it. Like, that's part of what makes it work for me. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, like for me. Adrian Brody, he can't really do hardened grunt, but he can do unlikable asshole. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, I, re- I like that about his performance. And, like, it is, like, a really deep cast, too. It's mm-hmm. like, you got Walton Goggins... If you got, if you're casting an unlikable scumbag in your movie, Walton Goggins, good place to go. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. The lines they have him deliver, I won't repeat them. Some of the things that yeah, are said no, here, like some absolutely. Um, uh, nah. It's not just the thing is, it'd be one thing if they were just unlikable people. These people are like literally like just saying really hideous things. And for example, Danny Trejo and Mahershala Ali, who although they are structurally very similar don't actually do anything horrible, die really senselessly really early on. Whereas Walton Goggins, one of the most awful men, like his character, to ever appear (laughs) on screen, gets a heroic moment. He gets to save the heroes. Like, it's bullshit, Serious. You cannot tell me he doesn't get a heroic moment there. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, he gets a heroic moment, but that's kind of the point of the movie. Like, what? I don't care. Like, I'm fucking bored. Like, I don't... It's just like, like it's it. faux existentialist, yes. But, like, it does... Yeah, yeah I do think... Again, I do think it's cool that, like, these are a bunch of genuinely unlikable people thrown into the meat grinder together. Like, I do like that dynamic. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, I just think it's just mean-spirited. <laughs> it's just mean-spirited and unpleasant. Some of the action sequences are cool. Um, Lawrence Fishburne when he shows up that part like the movie picks up I love him so much and like it's great when he's on there there's like stuff here it's not terrible like I'm I'm like I didn't I don't like this movie as it's very clear it's not mm-hmm. terrible though like there's a lot of there's a lot of like pretty good brutal action sequences here like oh yeah like they- a lot of them yeah like just starting from the jump like this movie starts in media res as Adrian Brody is falling out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is a genuinely cool opening. Mm-hmm, I agree. The whole bit where they're getting hunted by the predator dogs is cool. Like, most of the action sequences here are really solid. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I, I think the action here is, is it's certainly better than Predator 2 um, on that level. Like, but, but, like this is just as racist as Predator Two, um, but it is also like more mean spirited actively. Now, like I don't necessarily like I don't necessarily think it's mean spirited in the way that you mean it. I think I do. I think you're you're like you're watching a bunch of people like 
Yeah, I don't like watching a dynamic of like anti-solidarity among miserable people. Like I just don't enjoy that. I don't think that find that interesting or compelling at all. I find it mean-spirited. It's like, look at these bad people suffering. It's like, no, like I don't. I I mean, Vicky, like you're the one who has watched like 10 million deadly game movies. And that is most deadly game movies. It is most most deadly game movies. This is the deadly game. It is. This is the deadly game. It uh, absolutely is. It absolutely is. And most of the game Because the whole dynamic is like... Which one? Which of these people will come through and kind of prove themselves, and which ones will just cut and run and leave everyone else to die to save themselves? Like that's part of why the everybody here being an unlikable war criminal works because that's what's generating the suspense. Like which of these unlikable war criminals are actually going to pull through and not be terrible people, and which ones are? Yeah, I guess for me the problem is that like. I mean, maybe I've just watched too many. You're right. I've watched a million uh, deadly game movies and the vast majority of them are two stars or lower. Like I don't actually like, like what I like about that setup <laughs> is that is that you don't have to do that. The vast majority of them do do that and I don't find it very enjoyable. Yo, do when you think there's a jigsaw really cool. predator? A jigs- do you think there's like a, pre- a predator who spent only spent oh, like yeah. 10 predator bucks to go to college <laughs> and now he traps other predators who <laughs> don't appreciate the hunt enough? Pro- almost like... certainly. Almost certainly there's a live, laugh, love predator, a.k.a. Jigsaw predator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost certainly. Um, yeah. So anyway, whatever. I also just think this movie, did, like the action sequences are well shot. I want to be really clear. Like they're well shot. This, I, I don't like the color palette on this movie. It's really that dour, that like, Late two twenty two thousands, early twenty tens, like dour olive based palette just doesn't do it for me. Um, that's a personal I think preference the movie thing. Again. Looks really good. Mm-hmm, disagree. Like there are, yeah, like I don't necessarily think this is an olive based palette. Like there's a lot of like lush green in this movie. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water, but I just <laughs> I, I just think it's a I think it's a gray and olive movie. I don't think this movie's lush. Yeah, we just had a different experience in this movie, I guess. I mean, this is the second time I've seen it. I saw it the first time, I saw it, I was like, oh, it wasn't so bad, I guess. And this time I was like, eh, it kind of is. <laughs> like, that's like, like I was like, I don't even really like it, you know? I mean, one thing, like, I will count against this movie is, like, it is kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like, the last 20 minutes or so of this movie are kind of just whatever. I think it kind of comes down to the fact that, like, in Predator and Predator 2... And even in, like, The Predator. Mm -hmm. Like, The Predator is, like, a constant force. Yep, yep. Like, constantly there, constantly harrying the heroes. And it's, like, a singular guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we get a bunch of... The move this franchise's first attempt to create like a renegade race of predators, I guess, and like two of them get dispatched pretty easy. I mean, okay, like the samurai fight. That's with, cool. That's a cool yeah, scene. Like yeah, I said, they're cool. That's actors. a cool scene. And it, and like that scene, I'm like, you didn't earn this. Yakuza don't. And then they still doing. I'm like, you, oh, you kind of earned it. I like the scene. I lied. I like the scene. That yeah. final shot of them like in the grass field is the, like it's good. There's, like I said, the action sequences in the movie, pretty good. Yeah, but like once you get down to that last surviving predator, you really haven't built him up as a force. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, time to dispatch another predator, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was also just like predator burnout by the time I watched this one. But like, I just I just think this this is this this is also just a personal thing. It's not just the Batman voice. This is a particular style of sort of grim, dark, nihilist kind of action thing that just does nothing for me. 
it just leaves me totally cold. It it happens with revenge movies that I th- that I think we both agree are much better than this too. Like I just it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I mean movie, I can't fault you for like something just not doing something for you, but I think it's like objectively better than the picture you're painting. Yeah, I I just don't i just like i just find it really boring like i don't know like it's not it's like not i don't think that's objective like yes i recognize that i'm docking it more than i'm than it might be because it's not to my taste but i also just think it's just not not that interesting or well made but let's uh let's let's talk about it uh, in a more concentrated form as we yeah rank this movie all right i guess i'm up first sure are. okay personally i would put it higher but, like, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm willing to compromise, like, a little bit here. How about right above The Running Man at 172? That is a little too high for me, but I appreciate I appreciate that you have, you know, you have, you have um, come down to, to where I'm at. I like John Wick and Immortals better. Like, I think a bunch of the stuff here has, like, better style than it, but recognizing that I am also, you know, under ranking it for you. I'm not going to move it very far down. Could you live with it under the war of the worlds at 178 and above spiral? Um, sure. You know what? That's fair. Like it's kind of a nice pair with spiral. They're both, at least in my view, like kind of forgettable entries in a long running franchise that has some that they both have some high points to them still Mm -hmm. it's just in spiral kind of forgettable but with high points makes it the best saw movie right exactly yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah i think that i think that works for me i mean again you know i would have it lower i think it would be not far below but i would put it below predator 2 personally um again not far below Mm -hmm. but below it but you know let's that's the nature of science you know sometimes yeah it's not just your personal taste um this may be my least favorite predator movie but that doesn't mean that it's the lowest on the list in the end yeah um what i, I think will is going to be the lowest no, on no, this no. List. i would not put it lowest on this list either i don't think i don't think that's true well let's see uh, well we'll get into it is uh 2018's even more confusingly named <laughs> the, the predator, predator. Okay, this is this is a Out convention that I actually really hate. Yeah, it's it's so like awful. you see it with the Suicide Squad and the Batman cuz it's like okay, I should just be able to say Predator and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Right? Well, luckily no one will think you're talking about 2018. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. But yeah, uh directed by Shane Black with uh, his second appearance this episode. Uh written by Fred Decker. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. And uh Shane Black. Uh shot by Larry Fong. Uh Zack Snyder regular Larry Fong. Yeah. Though this movie does look better than that. It looks a lot go, better than yeah. that. It looks a lot better. Yeah. Than, yeah. It turns out it turns out Zack Snyder has a lot behind why his movies look like shit. It's not just a cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, starring Boyd Holbrook, uh Trevante Rhodes, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yo, I wish it was under more felicitous circumstances. Uh Jacob Tremblay, fuck you. Yep. Uh Keegan Michael Key, I'm welcome. so sorry. Yeah. Olivia Munn, also sorry. Uh superstar of tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tom Jane, welcome back. Welcome uh, back. Love Tom and, Jane. like, Sterling K. Brown, who, like, again, wish it was for something better, but I can't deny that Sterling K. Brown is doing everything he can to save this movie. He's trying. He's trying his hardest. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't have a synopsis for this one, but that's good because the plot's pretty nonsensical. Um, <laughs> Quinn McKenna, played by literal nobody Boyd Holbrook, um, <laughs> uh, generic white guy uh, and U.S. Army Ranger sniper uh, Boyd Holbrook, Quinn McKenna, and his team are attacked by a predator on a hostage retrieval mission um, by some drug cartels. You know, shout outs to Predator 2, I guess. Um, McKenna's team is killed, but uh, he incapacitates the predator and part of its and sta- saves some of its armor. Uh, as proof of uh, extraterrestrial life, um, govern the, then uh, agent Will Traeger, um, again unfairly welcoming to the list, Sterling K. Brown, um, doing doing his best here, uh, has McKenna captured, is about to have him, and then has him uh, basically declared psychotic, put in a prison bus full of other psychotic veterans, including Thomas Jane, um, and basically all of the people who we've named uh, Keegan Key, Michael Key. Meanwhile, Olivia Munn uh, gets, who is an evolutionary biologist who once wrote a letter to the president <laughs> about aliens. Oh my so god, bad. so fucking bad. Um, gets called. In to uh, investigate the incapacity predator, and meanwhile, McKenna's son, uh, an autistic kid, Jacob Tremblay, <laughs> um, a, a bully kid with with Aspergers, turns out his bully his Aspergers is actually. Um, the next stage of human evolution. Um, and he figures out how to open the predator uh, computers, which brings a bunch of other predators to Earth. And it turns out that the predator that they captured was actually trying to help the people of Earth stop <laughs> the other race of mega predators who are here to kill him. Okay, that's... And then they all die and fight. <laughs> Did you say die in fight? They all die and... They all fight and or die. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, like this is the only one of these movies that has like a legitimately troubled production yeah. too. Like they after Predators made not that much money, they brought on Shane Black is like, "Hey, you you do a thing. We'll give you 90 million dollars." He did a thing. Fox, which was in its death throes at this point, decided, "No, we don't like the thing that you did." And, like, ordered a massive round of reshoots. Like, Edward James almost was in this movie in a fairly major role. Benicio Del Toro, if it had been him instead of Was supposed to be Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a better movie. But, like, the entire third act of this movie was reshot, which is part of why it's so janky. It feels it. It's not. All kinds of stuff was switched around and covered up in the editing. And man, is this movie a goddamn mess because of it. This movie is messy. There's a lot there's a lot of just like stuff happening here. But like the first two thirds of this movie, because I do think the final third of this movie completely falls apart. And like it's unfortunate because that's when the actual predator horror movie stuff happens, but you're like pretty checked out anyway by that point, which is like way which is too bad. But like for me, I don't know why. This movie is kind of fun. It's dumb and bad, but like it's just jokes and violence. And like some of the jokes are okay and the violence is pretty well shot for the first two thirds and you've got enough compelling actors on the screen all the time that like it's kind of working for me. I mean, let's talk about some of these jokes though. It's like we've given these other Predator movies some shit for their problematic Okay, the mental, scenes, health, like... the, mental, the mental health shit in this movie is fucking awful. It's oh, I was awful. going with the scene where, like, after they've all escaped from the Stargazer lab, and Olivia Munn wakes up to uh, wakes up trapped in this hotel room with all these dudes leering at her, 
and she clearly expects something bad to happen, and that's the joke. Boyd Holbrook flicks her in the fucking nose, Yo, honestly? and then they and then they top it off with a Tourette's joke, and not even like yo, it's 2018. You're doing a Tourette's joke, and it's a Mad TV level Tourette's. It's joke. a bad one. It's not even like you've been saving up the immaculately crafted Tourette's joke that you now think you can get away with. No, this is some shit from Mad TV, circa two thousand one ass comedy in this movie. That that scene is is that the comedy that scene is awful. Honestly, like the flicking her in the head is really like, I'm glad you underlined that because up until that moment, you're like, you're almost riding the line of this like sort of being an okay scene. And as soon as he does that, you're like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Absolutely not. You know, like, um, and, um, and Boyd Holbrook is like, you talked about unlikable people in, uh, predators. Oh my God. Okay. In predators, that's the point. Like that they, one way or another, they're supposed to be unlikable, Boyd Holbrook is a complete sociopathic this dude, asshole this dude sucks. in this movie. He's a complete non-entity. The actor is terrible. But you're also supposed to be pulling for him the whole way. The movie isn't like asking you to pass judgment on this guy who's taking bets on uh, whether or not he's going to get to snipe a Mexican. That no, this is this is that guy. He is the worst. He's the worst. It's the lovable ragtag group of mentally ill veterans behind him that I think like kind of makes this work movie work for me. Like like to, I mean Thomas Jane and Key just like working off each other. Like it's just really charismatic when it's not awful. Like I said, like there's this fucked up shit about like and again this is not a good movie, but there's like <laughs> fucked up shit about like evil like autism being the next step in evolution and like all this mental yo, stuff. Yo. But the predators also... want to harvest autism, <laughs> but like, also beyond it be that being massively offensive, yeah. that's also so like. I'm sorry, like the first scene of this kid, Jacob Tremblay, who was also awful in Book of Henry, <laughs> like. The first scene is of him like collapsing because of loud noises. Like, yeah. why would the predators want that? Why would the predators want? Ah, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't bother me so much. Like, I, I, I. <laughs> it's just like it's just ableism, but like in reverse. It's just like actually, it's a superpower. It's like that's still ableism, you assholes. Like, it's not, you know, like. Um, but uh, <laughs> but that that part of it didn't bother me that the, that the aliens want it. Whatever he, I don't know. I don't know. That just that didn't bug me. But like, the especially other since we've established that uh, that they're Republicans, you know that predators walking up to that boy yeah, yeah. and being like, I mean, they are what eugenicists. vaccine did you take to they get are, this autism, boy? They are literally like, eugenicists you know narratively. That's what, like yeah. that's what's happening. They're stealing spinal columns for DNA in this movie. It's stupid as shit. And then there's also like all this franchise garbage. Like at the end, like they like get a special <laughs> anti-predator suit, and he's like, "That's my suit." It's like, thank God they didn't make a second one of these. Oh my god! Yo, I know you made yo, Iron okay. Man three, bro. It could have like, been worse. No. It could have been worse. This is still very bad. It's literally the worst sequel setup I've ever seen. But like, it could have been worse. It was what the what the original plan was. They were gonna open up that casket, and it was either going to be Newt or Ripley. <laughs> Like, as it is, it's just very bad. That would have somehow been worse. I kind of like that more, but but okay. So like, so anyway, so we're I'm obviously complaining about the stuff that doesn't work, but like I think what's happening here narratively is a bunch of like people who are imprisoned by the state 
for being traumatized by its war, like murder a bunch of its officers and like kind of like go on the run. Like there's stuff here that's like kind of cool and interesting underneath a bunch of franchise garbage and ableism. Like there's like the bones of a good movie here. Like I think just genuinely it just, and I, and I imagine if it wasn't for all the trouble in the production, if Benicio del Toro was there and if he had gotten to make the movie he liked, it would be a better movie. But for whatever reason, this movie, I just find like, largely just like a propulsive like whatever it's brain floss it's not good but like it just doesn't bug me until the very end and i'm bored i mean it bugs me all throughout we haven't talked about the predator dogs which unlike the predator dogs in predators these are literally dogs that have predator dreadlocks yeah dreadlock dogs and one of them just i guess gets lobotomized by a gunshot and now he's like their little puppy yeah like, it's bad there's so much in this movie that just does not fit together it's just like you can do a predator movie in the suburbs with this little kid like you can do that but you can't also you can't also do your you know renegade soldiers on the run movie and it's like oh this movie is just so okay Okay, the Predator from the beginning, he comes to Earth yeah. because he wants to help us, right. and he immediately starts killing people and, like, <laughs> hanging them up as trophies, too. The narrative, the narrative, like, the narrative through line around what the Predators is going on for this movie, like, I'm not, this movie makes no sense. A bunch of shit happens for no reason. I, it doesn't, it, none of it matters. There's some really cool, like, brutal violence. Like, the characters have way too much plot arm for, armor for too long. Then they lose all their plot armor for no reason in the last scene. But, like, whatever. I find some of the, like, dynamics between the actors fun. Like, some of the jokes fun. Some of the scenes moved along okay. I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't bug me that much. For, some, for whatever reason, this movie just flows over me. Like, it's bad Hollywood product of the kind that I find most inoffensive, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean... I mean, and like I said, like, shout out Sterling K. Brown, who actually is doing a hell of a job here. Like, he is a really cool villain. Yep. Like, I don't think he blinks once in this movie. And he's delivering everything in this, like, kind of deadpan drawl with yeah. this insincere laugh. I really like him. But even him, it's like, I've watched this movie twice now, and both times... I've had to I've rewound at this scene to try and figure it out. I don't know why Sterling K. Brown dies. He oh, it's because it's because he has the fucking shoulder cannon on and tries to yeah, use yeah, it and is I targeted know. incorrectly. No, he he doesn't try to use it. He just looks to his side when Olivia Mung calls his name, and then the cannon just oh, goes it's tar- off because it's targeted out of his like it's targeted out of the thing. It made sense to me in this scene, but it's totally undersold. It's like totally underbaked. Yeah. Trevante Rhodes also mm-hmm. deserved to be in a better movie, generally deserves to be in better movies than he gets, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the thing, though, is that like all of these actors are like delivering like relatively, like when it's not offensive, relatively like wet, they're delivering well. They're like filling out these characters in a charming way, like together in a way that like, for me, when like in Predators, where they're all just like miserable, like does nothing for me. Whereas like when they're just sort of kind of joking around and like being kind of having fun together and like being charismatic, it works better for me. I, I just think this is I do think this is a good cast. It's not as well cast as the other ones, but I do think it's a good cast. It's a cast of good characters. Yeah, do you think fun. Keegan Michael Key made some calls to Jordan Peele while they were short while they were shooting this? 
Like, man, like, man, they got me on a movie where the predators are harvesting autism. Do you have anything for me? Like, See, like, this is, but this is, okay. The movie you're shooting is called Us? What about us? <laughs> but this is the same thing that happened during the last segment where you were like, no, 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 the movie's better than the one you're describing. And I'm like, no, actually it's not. And you're like, that's objective. No, Cerise, your opinion is not objective and mine is objective. That is not what's happening here. I'm sorry. No, like, we do not have time to go into every aspect of this movie that is a mess, but it's like, okay, why is the pred- why does the predator land in Mexico, but then his ship is right outside Boyd Holbrook's It has lots town? of it has lots of bad fucking <laughs> plot holes. It has huge plot holes you could drive a semi through. So <laughs> it's a predator, it's aliens. I don't give a shit. Let's rank it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I give a shit. I'm not like, wow, this is going to be number 37, you know, like obviously, <laughs> but like, I just don't think I just, you know, don't really care about the, the plot holes if I'm having an okay time with a really dumb, bad movie, which I was here <laughs> um, in a way that I wasn't with the other one. So again, so I'm going first. If I were to place it, I would be putting it higher than this. Not a lot higher. I, so I'm going to, you know, respect that you hated this movie. So I'm going to put it next to another movie that you absolutely hated that I like liked genuinely. And we can see what we think from there. And maybe you can, you know, accept that because we're with the same thing we just did on the last one, you know? All right. So how would you feel about putting this underneath forbidden love at 221 and above X at 222 way lower than I would have it. But like, that's about as low as I feel comfy with that. That's still too high i'm sorry like to for perspective if i was placing it just on my own i would put it above the wolfman yeah at 289 so yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah so that's, that's, that's a, still... but if i but if i was putting the other one on my own predator the, the previous film i would have it down at island of dr moreau at 258 like i i met okay. you very high up like, I, I hear you. You really don't like this movie. I get it. That's why I'm putting it way lower than I want it. But, like, that's how this works, you know? But we can move down. We can move down from there. That's my, like, opening yeah. salvo. We can move down. I'm not saying okay. we can't move down. How about this? Like, Spice World, this movie that we keep on referring to episode <laughs> after episode, Yeah, Spice World's got more going on for it than The Predator. And I'm okay saying it's better than Thor Love and Thunder. I, I, in terms of like we, we latter day studio product, we got it. So in terms of latter day studio product, I can't put this beneath Quiet Place Part Two at two forty eight. But I'm happy to put it above that and beneath the Animatrix. Okay, I can live with. You this. can live with that. Okay, all right. I can live with it. Okay, I thank you for thank you for living with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but. But a movie like we're gonna be doing a lot more than living with, yeah. The p- position we're gonna on be living, list, laughing, and loving with it. <laughs> yeah, and also praying because it's a uh, 2022's Prey, not to be confused with 1977's Prey, 1979's Prey, 1983's <laughs> The Prey, 2001's Prey, 2007's Prey, 2009's Prey, 2011's Prey, 2011's The Prey, 2016's Prey, uh, 2019's Prey, 2019's Other Prey, 2019's Other Other Prey. And 2021's Prey. How many of those are deadly games? Do you know? I have no idea. I was ju- I was just seven. Baffled I think it's seven by of the them. sheer number of n- movies named 
Gray. Yeah, it's a it's a popular name for direct-to-video trash. Um, and I've seen. Yeah, this is the third movie called Prey I've seen. <laughs> yeah, um, I, but you know what? Thanks to this by movie. No one's gonna make another movie called Prey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this and this is the is, one that has a reason for this that is the title definitive. Too. This is the definitive Prey. I think that's right. Yeah, we've been working towards this moment for fifty years, and we finally achieved it. Uh, but yeah, it's directed by Jan Trachtenberg. Welcome to the list, buddy. Okay. Uh, sh- written by Patrick Ason, uh, shot by Jeff Cutter, uh, starring Amber Midthunder. Welcome to the show. Okay. Dakota Beavers. Welcome to the show. Michelle Thrush, Stormy Kip, uh, Julian Black. Antelope and Dane DeLegro. DeLegro. In 1719, Naru, a young Comanche woman who is trained as a healer, but she wants to be a hunter, like her brother, uh, Tabe, uh, and to have her coming of age ceremony. Um, she sees what she thinks is a thunderbird in the sky. Turns out it's a predator plane um, and decides it's time for her to prove herself. So Tabe takes her out uh, on a hunt for a mountain lion uh, that has that has captured a uh, member of their tribe. They save the tribe member, um, but something has scared off the mountain lion and uh, Naru and her dog, sorry, her adorable dog, sorry, um, think that this is that that uh, there's something bigger afoot, but no one believes her. So she sets off to hide to hunt whatever it is in the woods. Is it? colonizers or is it the predator also yes the answer is yes <laughs> but yeah this is like we alluded to in the intro this was actually green lit by 20th century fox back in like 2019 i think and like you said it was the original idea was it was gonna be a secret predator movie and but yeah that got leaked and yeah, Disney decided that they didn't want a- want HBO Max to stream it one because that's the deal they had. If it went to theatricals, HBO Max would have gotten to stream it for a little bit. So they just dumped it on Hulu. And I'm telling you right now, one, it should not be. Even in its current form, this could have been a theatrical release. And two, even though like I like this movie... You can see how the decision to put it on streaming hurt the movie, too. Mm -hmm. Like, in production and especially post-production, I think. Definitely. Uh, You can tell the post is cheaper than it would have been if it had gone theatrical. I think the Mm -hmm. post is really obvious. Uh, Did you watch the uh, version in Comanche? Um, or did you? Watch no, the, I watched the I watched the I was, English I watched version the English dub too. But yeah, there is a there is a Comanche dub, which is cool. Um, yeah, there are some problems with you know it's still a Hollywood product, but this is made largely with the exception of our director and some of our post production people by indigenous actors. Um, there's a mm-hmm. lot of indigenous people like working on this movie. Um, uh, not all of them Comanche, but some of them, including like that final credit sequence, is by indigenous artists. Um, and I think like I don't want to be too cheesy here and like there's problems with it and it's it is just representation but like it's just so nice to see a big budget yeah. representation of like fucking just indigenous lifeways not totally overrun by colonialism. It's so nice. Yeah. That's it. That's all and I got. It, like it's just a nice thing to and see. And like, like honestly it's really nice it it's really nice to see a movie with this all indigenous cast that isn't just strictly an issues movie. Because mm-hmm. usually, when Hollywood deigns to recognize the existence of indigenous American people, it's an issues movie. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's cool to see them. Like, it's cool to see that kind of cast behind like just a really good, taut action thriller. 
which is what this is. This movie is like, I think like everyone who was so excited about that. What was that fucking movie called? That, uh, the Revenant. This is like, what if the Revenant was good? Actually, I feel like yeah. uh, I never, I never saw the Revenant. So sorry if that movie's actually good, but like, <laughs> it looked like shit to me, but like, you know, it's kind of like a survival, like survive, like nature survival horror, but without, but because it's about indigenous people, like it doesn't have all the weird colonialist trappings of that shit. Instead, it's like, real, yeah. you know, like also shout outs to this movie for having, I mean, it's a mud pit, but quicksand, yeah. one of my number one childhood fears um, that I think we doesn't get represented <laughs> in movies very much. So good to see quicksand again. Shout outs. Um, but, you know, like, again, like this movie isn't like politically perfect. There's definitely some like girl boss stuff going on here. And as I alluded to, like, I'm not that well versed in like you know planes i don't know planes indian culture very well i know that like certain kinds of heroizing of the military spirit of the comanche has been really problematic there's a lot of stuff here that i don't want to like vouch for but just like as a movie the characters are all likable the internal conflict between them doesn't break the level of like social solidarity that they experience and the way in which like colonizers and the predator are like an obvious connecting force isn't hammered home in the way you might think it would be it's just there it's just real it's just a reality yeah. in their life. and i really appreciate that because it allows it it allows that idea to like breathe and just be there you know and be part of what's happening yeah and you mentioned the quicksand that's some that's not real quicksand but that's not cgi quicksand either that's like an actual an actual set that they built like there's so much of this movie that is just not green screened at all mm-hmm. and you know man like maybe my standards have been lowered over the past few years but i have i really appreciate that they actually just took some cameras out to the forest to make a predator movie you yeah. know yeah it's fucking nice. It's nice. Um, this is the first genuinely just like really well constructed one since the first. Like there's good there's good construction. Yeah. There's good construction throughout pieces of all the other ones, arguably for some of us. But but like but like this is the first <laughs> one that's like really just like a solid ass movie that like is fun. Like the Predator is scary again for the first time since the first one. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that like everyone gave up on all three of the other sequels. Like the Predator being scary just not going to happen. It's just like, look, you know, it's the predator you're here. Like it might be a little thrilling, but it's never going to be scary, you know? And this one, he's yeah. scary as fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one thing I like about it, about it is, okay, we've had four movies of the predator just fucking up human beings. Left yes. And right, to the Thank point you. where like, it's kind of, it's a little bit monotonous. So, what do you do to establish reestablish the predator as like a physical force? Have him fight a fucking bear. Have him have a duel with a wolf. Like it's so yeah. cool. That scene is so good. Like that shit, mm-hmm. like the way in which, yeah, that like fighting the wolf and the bear, like those scenes are just awesome. And like this predator is not like fucking like a cool, like cool, honorable, like, you know, Mm -hmm. enemy that we're fighting against. It's just like, it's a scary motherfucking thing, like killing everyone and everything. Like again, you know, like it's like, yeah, it's it's real. And like, I think part of that is, you know, I think one of the things that happened in the three following the the, the three, you know, is that like in two, the predator and predator predators and the predator (laughs) is it like the, the, the humans got more and more technologically savvy. So like they tried to close the gap between them and the predator, but they just couldn't quite do it. And this one, like, it's just not a question. 
They've got ball loaded muskets. Like they're not going to be able to outshoot the yeah. predator. So like, that's not the question. And that just opens up so much more space for physical tension. Yeah. I like how the predator's tech has been devolved too. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's, he doesn't have lasers in this movie. He doesn't have the plasma caster mm-hmm. TM. Yeah, exactly. Like he has arrows. They're like mechanical arrows. He still has his targeting. He still has heat vision. He still has his invisibility. Like he still has tech, but it's not to the same level. He has those weird like blade drones, but all of his stuff is like sort of physical. It's more physical. It's less. Yeah. He's got less munitions than he does in the in the other ones. Yeah. And and this and this predator, like you really get the sense, like like in the first one and never again, actually wants to get in a good fight. Like, that's the thing about the yeah. first Predator. Like, Predator wants to get in a good fight. He's not honorable. He's just a thrill seeker, right? He wants to be in a good fight that he ultimately mm-hmm. will win. And, like, that's what's happening yeah. here, too. He gets called out for being a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> when he uses his invisibility cloak. And uh, what's his name? Um, Dakota Beavers. He's right to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the Predators are not honorable. They're actually just jerks. Yeah, exactly. And some of the action sequences in this movie... There's like that one take in the um, Frenchman's camp that's fucking great. Um, there's just like a lot of really cool shots, like really good acting sequences. And like the bear is scary. The mountain lion is scary. Like yeah. there's real stakes. Like the like the whole movie is about her getting brave enough to fight, to hunt a mountain lion on her own, right? Like that's the, what mm-hmm. it's all been building to. So like when she fights a mountain lion, it's really scary. She's not a badass. She's not like an impossible badass. You know, like she's just like, someone who is you know in her community is training to be a hunter yeah and really brave like that's it and like really brave and really smart too yeah, it's yeah. like the movie does not ignore the fact that she is a very small person and amber mid-thunder by the way is great in this role she's too. awesome yeah. but like she wins in the end because she observes yeah because she's smart she's observing she's tracked the predators she knows like what it's up to and she formulates a cool plan yeah it's a cool plan. And when it comes together, yeah. you will be surprised. Like, I think I was. I was like, oh, cool. That's actually an inventive way. It's not just like we're redoing the Arnold duel. You know, like it's like it's I mean. Yeah. And also this fucking movie is the only one that earns a callback to the first one. When he says if it can bleed, mm, it can yeah. be killed. Like that. It earns that. Like that line really works. It actually built to it properly instead of just like, like having them shout out a line from another movie for no reason. Because like they limit it to like one that it's one callback there. And like near the end, and she's like, "Do what? Yeah, do exactly. What? Like, exactly. Yeah, you get two callbacks. Maybe there's there's also a third one. Well, the gun, but the like, gun is technically yeah. the handgun that's handed to the guy, him and Predator Two, which makes no sense. Yeah. but whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, what, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like callback back and forth, like no, no. all the time. But like, we do have to talk about again. Like I mentioned, this movie was kind of cut off at the angles by the decision to shunt it to streaming, and like one. Like, this movie would be so much better if they had just get spent a little more money and a little more time on the CGI. Although, like, maybe because Disney wasn't paying that most much attention to it, that was actually a good thing. It's like, I hate now when I see bad CGI. I'm like, oh, those people didn't get worked to death to create this thing. <laughs> they weren't discovered uh, dead in the morning by their boss having 
bash their head I mean, into the computer. The thing, the thing that's so frustrating about about this is that if Disney had given it full Disney treatment, it would still have bad CGI. It just would have been way more expensive. Mm-hmm. And there's that weird middle ground. It's like, how do you get Warner Brothers B-list money for your CGI? Like, how do you get like just <laughs> yeah. enough money that you like get to keep creative control of it? You know, um, like and like it's just yeah, because like. A lot of money on CGI. I mean, you get classic stuff like Benedict Cumberbatch in the Multiverse of Madness, obviously. Um, but like, you know, like I just don't. With that classic scene. <laughs> Who could forget? Um, but also just like the overall visual sense of this movie. It's like they're good looking TV setups in this movie. And like this movie isn't illustrated radio like a lot of big yeah. blockbustery kind of movies now. But it's a lot of like bland-ish TV style setups in this movie. A lot of TV style shots, and like I've never seen Ten Cloverfield Lane, which he did yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I've seen screenshots, and they all look really good. They look very cinematic. I don't know how they cut together, but like, and I just like if he had just gotten a little more time and money to work with it. Like, I wonder how much better this movie could look and how much more cinematic it could feel. Yeah. I mean, I think Ten Cloverfield Lane is a good looking movie and was underrated mm-hmm. at the time. It was a cool movie about, about and, and you should check it out. It's the, People didn't like it because they were like, why is it in the Cloverfield? Blah, blah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I think it was cool. Um, but uh, John Goodman's fucking great in it. Um, right? That's John Goodman in that, right? Is that yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, but that's not the movie we're talking about. I think this movie looked good. I, I hear what you mean about TV setups, but there's also a bunch of scenes that are, that are like the camera does like move in really interesting ways. And a lot of the action mm-hmm. sequences that I think is cool. Like I hear what yeah, you're saying. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of dialogueless sequences in this movie. Yeah. It is a movie you have to pay attention to. Yeah. It's not just like straight up TV where you can just zone out and like take a nap and not really miss anything. But like, I just wonder with like a little more time, a little more money and a focus on putting it on the big screen like how much better it could have been yeah. like what we got is still good but like I think all of that is just the difference between it being like a pretty good movie and what could have been like a great movie yeah I hear that I, I think that like I get what you're saying like I I didn't notice that but like as you said as you said that I was like yeah I guess there are some scenes where it's like it's pretty bland but there are also a lot of scenes that look really good and cinematic as you also pointed to so I don't know yeah well pray check it out we try not to spoil it too much it's fucking cool there's lots of good stuff yeah it's cool as shit yo should have gotten a theatrical definitely should have let's uh rank this movie all right I guess I'm up Mm -hmm. scrolling way up from where we were How's this for like an opening placement? How would you feel about it being somewhere around Love and Monsters at 137? I am in the same zone. I'm a little higher. Um, I So what I was looking and thinking about was like somewhere around Birds of Prey up at 124. Want to meet somewhere in the middle of those two? Um, how's this as a middle placement? Yeah. Okay. Right below Batman eighty nine at a uh, one twenty six. Yeah, I love that. That's I think that's a really good place for it. I think that's where I was going to end up with it. Um, like that's so. I think that's a really good good placement for it. I could even there are some things that like maybe on another rewatch it could bump higher. But like I think like 
the Invisible Man at like one twenty nine. It's like it's in that same thing where it's like, damn, that's like a good horror movie that's like almost great, you know. <laughs> and so I think yeah. that's a great place for it. One twenty seven is great for it. Congratulations, pray, I love it. Yeah, officially, yeah, officially the second best Predator movie. Finally, Absolutely. after. 45 years. <laughs> we got a legitimately, inarguably good, good Predator, predator, predator second, movie. There are two good Predator movies and three arguably mediocre to bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all of the chuds hate this movie now, too. Yeah, love it. Love it. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they hate it because they're Nazis and they hate indigenous people. So, yeah. yeah. And women. Oh, yeah. And women also. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget. Um, well, don't forget to hate women. No, no, never forget to hate women. I mean, like you know, I'm 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 busy. I, I, I forget sometimes. You know, I forget, but I shouldn't. Well, we did it. Uh, we were not we survived the hunt. Me. God, no more franchise episodes for a while, please. I'm begging yeah, you. I can't like, fucking take it. We could have gone one of two ways on this, and like. I was in favor of like doing either one, but when we settle on prey, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, no, especially coming after like the alien invasion week too, yeah, which was a bunch of action sci-fi, so much action sci-fi lately, and then the Jurassic Park week before that, it's just like, yeah, just like, um, you know, it's summertime, it's the time for action, it's the time for sci-fi, but like, I need a break, I need to check out. <laughs> But uh, but you don't. Hopefully, hopefully you've been enjoying this. I'm sorry for (laughs) suffering so much for our craft for you. So sorry. Um, But yeah, Cerise, we did it. Oh, want to end end things on a wholesome note? Yeah. Okay. Like I was on Twitter earlier, and Jesse Ventura added uh, Amber Mid Thunder, and he's he was like, "You truly have no time to bleed, young lady." Like. <laughs> that's nice that's sweet, that's sweet. yeah what that's very wholesome weirdo. of jesse ventura what a fucking weirdo that guy is huh <laughs> oh i've got those laser dots just dancing in front of my eyes um <laughs> if you want to find me ducking and dodging predator blows uh you can do that on twitter at uh vicky underscore acab i'm also on uh letterboxd at no cop zone cerise where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at holy shit cerise you can find me on letterboxd at cerise you can find our podcast on letterboxd at cerise and vicky and you can find our podcast on twitter at Cerise and Vicky. And if you want to hear our special uh, our special episodes and get access to our pay, our uh, Discord and also join us for special screenings that we run for folks, especially a lot of the movies we're reviewing that week, um, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cerise and Vicky. That means there's just one thing left to do. Yeah, the traditional ceremonial reading of the list. You want to do it again this week, Cerise? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. From the bottom to the top, the Spirits Market, Red Dawn Saw 3, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, Mortal Kombat 2021, Hostile Capone, Saw the Final Chapter, Exodus for the Beginning, Jurassic World, Sonic Hedgehog, Valley Girl, Final Fantasy Spirits Within, Super Mario Brothers, Happy Season, Cherry the Wolfman, Rat Boy, Lost Girls, Body Rock, The Mummy, The Artist, Pet Porte, Saw 4, The Little Things, The New Year's Evil, Bloodshot, Spawn Alone, The Dark No Man's Land, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Godzilla 98, Jigsaw, Vibrations, Liberty, Secret House of the Dead, Island of the Fishman, The Horror Party Beach Man, Those Heads of Fate, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Deep Star 6, Valley of Dolls, Slippers in Seattle, Wonder Woman 84, Promising Young Woman, Fatal Attraction, Island Dr. Moreau, Thor, Love and Thunder, Spice World, Mega Force, B- Batman and Robin Arcade, Zandali, Forbidden Love, Freak, Saw 5, Saw 2, Quiet 
Place Part 2, The Predator, Animatrix in the Cut, Quick Warriors of the Year 2072, Quick Change, Late Shift, Deep Rising, Dante's Peak, World Cup, Only Time Right Now, uh, Connie, Uncle Sam, Black Gordon, Blues, Warmers, Color Black, More Street Fighter, Bixie, The Love Birds, The Lost World, Weasels, Where My Flesh Saw, Kiss the Girls, The Tunnel, the Clear Cuts, Lost House of Gucci, X, Forbidden Love, The Projector Blade, Who's That Girl, Night Entertainment, but <laughs> Bill Coming in New York, Dr. Rama, Vivarium, Sad Santa, Bad Santa, Not Sad Santa, The Monster Squad, Rocket Man, The Rocket Man, Blue Crush, Captain Crow's Vampire, Hunter, Hunter, Two Jurassic Park 3, Rave McBeth, Rave McBeth, Dominion, Prequel, The Exorcist, Fatal Frame, Russian Health, Matrix Revolution, The Havid, Blood Bean, 13 Warrior, Monday, Zeddy, Night Girly, I Lore Mars, All Boys, Lovely, Lane, Colossus Road, Single White, Female, Race, The Devil, Ishtar, Deep Blue Manka, Maybe Gone, Easy Rider, Monster, Hunter, American Hunter, Dance, Surviving the Game, By Don Zoe Light, Trigger, Chief McBeth, Red Rock West, Winner, The Mary Marion, Spiral, World of the Worlds, Elvis, Matrix, Reloaded, Immortals, Gone, Wig, John, Gone, In 60 Seconds, Running Man, Exorcist, To The Heretic, Dragon, The Mr. Vampire, I Am Love, Black God, White Devil, Wizarding Quarters, The Bell Academy, The Bank, The Reversal, Virgin, LA Story, Geach, The Monster, Gonna be the title of the next Predator movie. <laughs> <laughs> that with, honestly, with his naming it would convention, just not be confu- it would be less confusing somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, see us next week when we're doing all the Alien movies and Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Talk to y'all later. Bye, Cerise. See you. See you next, Shlomoli. 